Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful, rainy New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And it's our first show in September, and you know what that means. webinar provide earth wind and fire i didn't think so want to take a quick second here to send a shout out to my buddy condra smalley k smalls up in clarksville at fnm bank celebrating 25 years she was hired september 1st 1995 no millennials that was not during the vietnam war but it was 25 years ago celebrating her silver anniversary this week celebrating by working hard spoke with her this morning she was hard at work first person to the bank generally and there she was hardest working banker in middle tennessee and in a lot of other places for that matter so congratulations condra five years ago she saw the potential of podcasts for bank brands and was one of the first and only people in a big room full of so-called forward-thinking smart people to see the potential and uh, just wonderful wonderful lady what a tremendous was at her um, alumni celebration she's a distinguished alumni from the alumnus excuse me from austin p state university let's go p be a governor so congratulations 25 years in 1995 uh, surfing the web was a punchline on sitcoms in the evenings and we watched 30 minute shows in blocks on Thursday nights and things like that so it is a fascinating thing to behold I would compare my career to hers but I don't really have one so there's no way to do that well speaking of 25 years ago uh, one thing that there wasn't in 1995 was this amazing world of social media that I consider the podcast to be a part of the Power Performance Podcast can be heard on any device, anywhere in the world, up to and including the International Space Station. And this year, the year of 2020, as tough as it has been, as challenging as it has been, it has been a PhD course and education in how things that happen far away can impact you locally. Did anybody think a dank little wet market or whatever, super lab, secret government lab, wherever you come down on all of this, in Wuhan, China, was going to change the trajectory of your life in 2020. And so today we're going to be talking to somebody who knows all about the global perspective. Our guest today got on a train as a 19-year-old girl in the old Soviet Union and made her way to the United States. And a fascinating conversation, fascinating interview with Sandhya Bayou. She is with the World Affairs Council of Greater Houston. They want to encourage you to have a global perspective, but local 
conversations. Wow, have we had a lot of local conversations about global events in 2020. So I wanted to kick off the fall 2020 broadcasting season by talking to Sandhya because she has a great story and a great perspective. Speaking of perspectives, and it's just Always good to get out of the banking world sometimes to get a different look at things. And if you have a chamber of commerce or some kind of group in your local community that you're a member of, yeah, absolutely. I think that is something that you have to do, especially in banking. Always be marketing, always be connecting, always be networking. But this organization, World Affairs Council of Greater Houston, is something you could join to get a global perspective because that really does help you map out your local strategy. So we're going to go right down Interstate 10 out to the woodlands out near Houston, Texas, affectionately referred to around here as H-Town. And we're going to do it all right after this. I feel the earth move under my over 500 episodes and no bullet points no powerpoint this is the power of performance podcast that is right the way of the world in 2020 is to have a global perspective and a local conversation so we did just that hey sandia how are you I'm very well. Greetings from Houston, from the Woodlands, and the World Affairs Council of Houston. World Affairs Council of Houston, that's right. A lot of great banking brands out in that part of the state, by the way, and most of my audience is in banking. More than ever, however, local banks compete in the global marketplace. They were all just impacted tremendously by an event in Wuhan, China. How can local banks benefit from having that global perspective? Global in this case, meaning literally the world, the global world. It's not some, you know, hashtag in a LinkedIn post. I mean globally. Tell us about that. Again, who would have thought that uh, you looking up in a map in Wuhan uh, six months later, Sitting in a smaller town of Texas or a larger town of, you know, sitting of Houston, we would be so affected and, of mm. course, in the banking industry as well. And I think understanding and being that aware of what is happening in the world is definitely, I would say, decreasing risk in banking. Would you say that? If you knew six months ago where this would be facing, I think our institutions, including banks, would have been prepared quite differently, right? And what does that oh, mean right now so. for the, yeah. Um, again, it's better understanding the audience. Uh, again, we are so connected. It's knowing the trends. Uh, again, what is happening maybe in Norway? What's happening in Estonia? Mm-hmm. What are they looking at? Is that e-bank? E-bank started somewhere. So knowing that somebody's, uh, you know, incorporating some new trends definitely make us better prepared. Uh, and like I said, then this domino effect that we live in, it, it, we cannot separate the local from global and global for local anymore. And I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, and do a little pitch for my organization, and that's what we do, right? We're bringing the speakers to participate in that conversation, to know the trends, to know what's going on, and to be best prepared. And some of your partner institutions are actually my friends and supporters. Um, I won't be ashamed to name some of them, such as Amagee, Federal 
Reserve Bank of Dallas, Cadence, Wells Fargo, yeah. and quite a few. So it's, it's, I want to say that it's a great example that they are very much tuned into uh, what we offer and realize how it is all globally interconnected. Next, I asked Sandhya, who has traveled extensively and talked to people from all over the world, said, I absolutely agree that to understand our local brand, we have to understand the global marketplace that we're all doing business in. However, when you think about faraway places and different accents and different cultures and different languages in your travels, in your experiences, what are the things that we all have in common? I would say that we are human beings. Uh, I really start with that and uh, that's how I approach any individual. And uh, we all have a family, smaller, bigger. We all have a home, no matter if you're in Saudi Arabia or you're in Mexico or you're in Moscow. Uh, you are part of a society. Again, doesn't matter which country, but there is a society. There's a smaller circle, bigger circle. We all want to be heard. We want all to be respected. Yes, and very much be loved. So I always approach everybody as a human being, and really, ultimately, that's what we want to, um, you know, this is what makes us tick. And then, of course, we go to bigger things of uh, global participation of things that nature, but, and also now people are very curious. So it's, again, approaching everybody from very human level, but then uh, understanding and being respectful of their curiosity. And by now, people listening to the podcast might be curious about Sandia's accent. And so I asked her about that amazing trip she took in 1991 from Latvia in the old former Soviet Union to the United States. Um, yes, it was uh, quite a, a journey, and if somebody would have asked me uh, when I was growing up in Soviet Union that I would live in United in the Woodlands, I would have never believed it. I would have thought to be completely a joke and so far from something <laughs> achievable and realistic. Um, but it all started with the fact of knowing other language, which was English in my mm-hmm. case. That was my exit ticket. Uh, so yours truly, at age of 19, um, was selected by... Girl Scouts of America, so I very much the organization to me for giving this opportunity and allowing me to come here as exchange counselor. So I left the Soviet Union at age of 19, packed up my little old luggage, you know, without the wheels at that time, the little suitcase that you actually have to hold and carry, uh, boarded yes. that overnight train to Leningrad, which, yes, at that time was called Leningrad, and now it is St. Petersburg, or it is St. Petersburg again. Got up the some old Soviet train in Leningrad, made my way to airport and uh, boarded Aeroflot 4 out of all places, JFK. Wow. Uh, my, day, my, my journey started as an uh, overnight flight on Aeroflot from Leningrad. Second day, I landed in Manhattan or New York City. And third day, I took my first U.S. flight uh, into uh, California and arrived at Santa Monica Beach. So it was... Wow. Think of the 72 hours of what a nine-year-old, 19-year-old can experience. And, you know, this is a country came with, I did not have any friends. I did not have a plan B as a backup. I didn't have family <laughs> to call on. Remember, there was no phone or internet of any of that oh, nature. Um, nothing. And I, had, and I had my $3 in a pocket, and I saved those $3, and I could not, you know, I just made the best of it. And I have to say I'm very proud of uh, what I have accomplished, and eventually actually worked at the Embassy of Latvia, how, right, how times have changed. From Soviet Union, actually, I made my way back to in D.C. and was hired at the embassy here in Washington, and 
I worked there for three years and now made my way down to Houston, uh, working with the Consular Corps and the consulates here, as well as the World Affairs Council of Houston, all within that global conversation um, and how it is all connected. And have to say, last uh, had the largest social media event in the Latvia's uh, history. So I also wow. managed to pull that from the little town of Woodlands <laughs> and it's all how it is connected. So. so speaking of global perspectives and perceptions, I asked Sandia, in your opinion, what do people like about the United States and maybe what are some things that they dislike about the United States? I think I'll start with the like. Uh, we are a land of opportunity. Uh, it's really, you, you can come here, but it also land uh, where dollar bills do not grow on the trees. So I always said, this is land of opportunity. You got to come here, you got to work hard, uh, and you make it yours. And many of the global countries simply don't have it uh, based on their maybe political situation or beliefs or religious understanding. Not everybody has that. So definitely land of opportunity, and so many people know that and therefore want to be here and reach the goal. Just like um, sometimes we could come across as very strong-minded and that we know it best. And we perhaps might not even want to hear the other side of the story. And we kind of have a little bit of a, uh, you know, oomph about us that it's in a certain (laughs) way maybe that we don't care. Um, And even though we do, but it's kind of, you need me more than I need you attitude. This is being very blunt. Well, as you all know, I love people that are blunt and straightforward and honest, you know, and I understand exactly what she's talking about. I used to say, how is it that we put a man on the moon in the United States, but we're the last country to have chips on our debit cards? Just another great example of had we been paying attention to payment trends in Europe and in Asia, we might not have been the last country to really adopt the chip technology in our debit cards. Finally, I told Sandia, I like to ask just some fun questions to wrap up the interview. And I was thinking of her landing with those $3 in her pocket in Manhattan from the old Soviet Union. And I said, do you remember what the first thing you ate was when you got to the United States? Um, actually, what I ate is what I had brought with me because that's in my $3 <laughs> story. I, if, uh, my friend said, said Let's go to McDonald's in Manhattan because that's what, you know, 19-year-olds do, right. which yeah. I had to decline because simply I could not afford it. So oh. it could have been McDonald's, uh, but it wasn't. <laughs> and I honestly don't remember what it was that I eventually yeah. ate when I got to the camp three days later. But all the time I had my dried meats and good old dried bread. And, of course, we had good old-fashioned American television and movies, and I asked Andia, was there something you saw on TV or a movie that you saw that you really started to like that you hadn't seen in the Soviet Union? Yeah, you you will like this one or not. There was a movie that had come out that was called Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, yeah. We had a a VHS tape in the camp, and that's what, on our breaks in the camp, we would watch because that was the movie that the camp has recently purchased in the VHS tape. So I remember that movie every time I see it, regardless of what it represents, it always brings back to memory. It's one of the first American movies that I saw when I had uh, arrived here. I told Sandia that I used to do classroom training and we would do like a trivia game. What was your first car? When you have a mental vacation today, where do you go? And what is your favorite movie of all time? And I told her whether there was a class of 25 people or 10 people, somebody always picked 
Pretty Woman as their favorite movie. A movie, by the way, that I have never seen. Finally, I asked Sandia, as she grew up in Latvia in the old Soviet Union, did she want to come to the United States? Because as an American, I always thought of the Soviet Union as the enemy and had no interest in going over there unless it was, you know, in an M1 Abrams tank or something. I asked her growing up in the age of memory and aspiration, did you want to come to America? I've always had a, a desire to go learn and see other cultures. And at that time, it was more opportunity to see the cultures east just because the borders west were closed. So I tried to right. go to anywhere I could go from Moscow to Leningrad to Ukraine, and I've been to Moldova, and I've been to Belarus, just because at that time what was possible. But yes, everybody wanted to eventually make their way to United States. I completely thought this would never even ever be a slightest opportunity. And when I finally got my visa to come here, my friends would not believe me. It was like a joke. <laughs> oh, where are you going? To America? And I actually said, yes. I am going to America, and it was just simply to the point that people would not believe me, but people wanted, uh, wanted to come here. So I'm so glad I took the chance and, and made it. Wow, that is such a great story. I've got the website for the World Affairs Council of Greater Houston right there embedded in the episode description if you want to find out more about them and more about Sandia. Her last name is Bayou, but it's spelled B-A-Y-O-T, the French spelling of that name. And we thanked her so much for this forthcoming and charming interview and for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. Thank you so much. Good afternoon. What a great way to start our fall broadcasting season. Have I said so many times to so many people, I believe the podcast and the radio format captures the charm of people very differently than video does. Because when that camera goes on, it changes people. No matter who you are, you become aware that you're being seen. And I don't think the the charm is captured as well as it is in an audio podcast. What a great what a great interview. What a great conversation. What a great story. You can't imagine being 19 years old with $3 to your name, probably three rubles. I don't know if it was American dollars. I forgot to ask. And then landing in America, no, no um, internet banking, no calling cards, just, just being totally cut off from the home that she would always known. So a fascinating story. And like I said, please check out World Council of Greater Houston. The link is right there in the episode description. And as much as I've talked on this show about the power of locality, and that is true, if you need to open up a new bank account today or go see a dentist or take your pet to the vet, you're not going to drive a thousand miles. You're not going to drive a hundred miles. A lot of great business happens within a 10, 20 mile radius of where you wake up and go to bed every morning. But trends, rumors that become the reality sometimes happen in places far, far away. If you're watching Mulan tonight, I hope it's like a back to the future thing and Mulan and the army can go wipe out the bad people in Wuhan that are going to unleash this terrible, global, multi-generationally altering, terrible pandemic that we've all been dealing with in 2020. And that's why I really wanted to have Sandia on because things that are happening globally are leading to local conversations. You can improve your global perspective by joining the World Affairs Council 
Council of Greater Houston are different kinds of international organizations that you will find out there. And, you know, get out of that uh, 20 to 50 mile radius. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Do you remember when the rumor became the reality? The first time you heard about this thing from Wuhan, China. And do you remember when it became the reality? I do. It's when I was watching The Tiger King on Netflix. And now I'm hoping as we sprint to the finish here in 2020 that we are at the beginning of the recovery, the renaissance. And so have a great Labor Day weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, we will talk to you all next week. Take care.